This is the Gaia-gram, environmental headlines from around a planet in crisis. A new study that examines both the physical and socioeconomic effects of sea level rise on Florida's Miami-Dade County area finds that in coming decades, four out of five residents may face disruption or displacement whether they live in flood zones or not. With a one-meter sea level increase, a middle-of-the-road scenario for the end of this century, 56% of the population, primarily on higher ground called the displaced, could face pressures to relocate. The next largest group is labeled the trapped, some 19% of the population, living in chronically flooded territory, but without the means to flee to safer nearby ground. Another 19% live in areas not prone to flooding and are able to remain there. Just 7%, the wealthiest, the researchers labeled as migrating, would be directly exposed to flooding in waterfront or low-lying areas, but able to move to safer spots within the metro area. The Negro River, the Amazon's second-largest tributary, last week reached its lowest level since official measurements began near Manaus 121 years ago. The record confirms that this part of the world's largest rainforest is suffering its worst drought, just a little over two years after its most significant flooding. Throughout Brazil's Amazon, low river levels have left hundreds of river communities isolated and struggling to get access to drinking water. Last week, ExxonMobil signed a $60 billion deal to buy Pioneer Natural Resources, a company that made its fortune through fracking. The acquisition, Exxon's biggest in almost 25 years and the biggest corporate purchase of 2023, represents a very expensive bet that fossil fuels will remain a central part of the global economy for the foreseeable future. ExxonMobil chief executive Darren Woods told CNBC that as the world looks to transition and find lower sources of affordable energy with lower emissions, fossil fuels, oil, and gas are going to continue to play a role. Oil will be around for a long time. The World Bank's new president has called into question the vast amounts of money that governments spend subsidizing fossil fuels. Speaking at the bank's annual meeting in Morocco last week, Ajay Banga said that $1.25 trillion that goes towards making fuel, fisheries, and agriculture cheaper every year is too much. These three sectors are responsible for up to $6 trillion of environmental impact, and the bank wants to see climate change action prioritized instead. The World Bank doesn't have the power to force governments to get rid of fossil fuel subsidies. It can only advise and pressure them. But pressure is mounting on this system from numerous quarters. Rivian, the California electric truck and SUV manufacturer, just signed its largest contract yet to buy renewable energy as a means of working toward its net-zero emissions commitment. The 100-megawatt deal, disclosed in July, is notable not just for its size, but for also its location in rural Kentucky, atop the former site of one of the largest coal mines in Appalachia. It's a massive infrastructure project with an estimated price tag of $1 billion. A vacant lot outside Boston has been turned into a quarter-acre food forest. Unlike community gardens, food forests mimic natural ecosystems with a focus on native, food-bearing plants that provide habitats for insects and birds, and anyone in the community can harvest food for free. The group that helped create the food forest hopes to develop 30 of them by 2030. 
And in Wyoming, a food forest recently added a medicinal garden consisting of over 100 plants that have spiritual, medicinal, or nutritional significance to the Northern Cheyenne tribe and help avoid the loss of traditional knowledge and plant varieties. And finally, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service said Monday that it is delisting 21 species from the Endangered Species Act because they are now extinct. This was the Gaia Gram. Environmental headlines from around a planet in crisis.